Welcome to Career Tools. Today's topic, staying in touch. Examples. Here we go. Somebody told me this the other day, and I didn't, I didn't know this until talking about this cast, that the How to Build Your Network cast is Wendy's oh, most yeah. important ta- cast. Dude, she has it written. We did a printout of all the Career Tools cast, you know, the MindMeister mm-hmm. mind map mind we did. Map we put up so, Mike, yeah. so you and I and Wendy could look at the cast and make sure we were mapping in the right direction. And we discovered we had some weighted areas that probably shouldn't have been weighted as much and we needed to build out in some areas. And she wrote a note on the, on the, on the MindMeister, the big poster-sized printout, Wendy's most important cast next to Build the Network. And you know... When you think about it from a career perspective, if you think about internal work and relationships internally, and then you think about external changes and so on, it is. It is literally, I hate to say it, but it's like the 60, it is the equivalent of one-on-ones. Right. And, and, she says, and we have one cast. I mean, the core cast is one cast. Right. And she says, when I often at the conferences, when she goes through the introductions, and, and yes, folks, we do the introductions at the, at the conferences, and she gets up there and she says... She's the one with the best job in the world. The girl the with perfect, the greatest job, the greatest in, the world. job yeah. in the world, right? And you could argue, and it'd be true, that she got that job because of her ability oh, to network. It was exactly. all based on her networking oh, yeah. with us. That's right? right. People don't know how did she get hired, right? How she got hired was she listened to a couple of our casts. She really liked what we were saying. I think she started with the resume cast, which came out a few months after we started, six, seven years ago. And uh, she listened to it, and she came to the forums, and she started helping people. And I, I noticed that over and over and over again, the person who was writing the best answers <laughs> to all the questions was her. Was her. And yeah. so I wrote her a note and said, this is really great. I just want to tell you you're awesome. And she was, I, apparently she was flabbergasted that I would contact her. Uh, and then she wanted to talk about a career change she was going through. So we spent some time on the phone. She was flabbergasted that I wanted to talk to her. I'm like, I want to help people like you. She literally gave and gave and gave and gave and gave and gave without expecting anything in response. When she got a response, she was flabbergasted by it. She was just trying to help people, and I loved it. It was like, yeah. that's what I want from somebody who's going to lead our, our business on the crucial side. I want somebody who's going to say, I can give and give and give and give. Right. Yeah. And, it's not, and, look, and folks, your network's not only important when you're looking for a new job, or you might be in some new opportunities, yeah. but it's also She wasn't. And she, and yeah. she was, that's true. Right. She wasn't. So whether it's a new job or how to do something you know, you need help in terms of just how to figure something out right. or getting support for your idea internally within the organization yes, so you yes, can yes. sell it. Having relationships within and without your organization is absolutely and, and essential to success. if you're listening success. to this cast right now, guys, and you're saying, yeah, I kind of get that. I know that sometimes relationships matter. You can't then in the same minute or hour say, yeah, but I don't like politics. All, what you call politics at higher levels is just collaboration, and and collaboration is all built on relationships, right? Yeah. So I, I really, I mean, and and if you're young, if you're 20, 22, 24, 25, Mike and I are both 50, and, oh, older actually than 50 now, and I will tell you when I was 22, 24, 25, I was like saying, oh, no, I'm not doing politics. I'm just going to deliver better results. It'll all be fine. And I was dumb. Mm-hmm. I was dumb. Now, I was lucky. I had good results, right? I had a defensible position, but I was dumb. I should have figured it out. I didn't. It took me a while to realize politics is just a bad word we apply to things that aren't completely rational and we don't understand it, the black box of decision-making at higher levels. But in fact, people at higher levels don't do stupid things on purpose. They are collaborating and working together and you can't get everything you want and you you can't go through life believing you're going to get everything you want only your way or you're going to be thought a true believer 
and an iconoclast, and nobody's going to want to work with you. Yeah, I, you have to be able to work with other people. As the joke goes, it, when the young person says, I want a job that works with people, all recruiters will secretly want to say, that's good because all the jobs with dogs and p- trees in our company are taken. Yeah. Right? You're going to have to work with people. People, it's about relationships and collaboration. Call it politics if you want to be small, but if you want to be big picture, it's all about collaboration, and, and your network is where it starts. You've said that before at conferences, particularly at a conference where we had four or five people from from a dog. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Oh, we did. Yeah, we, wonderful I think people, Margaret and all them. Yeah, and, and the dog trainers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So networking is important. So we exhort people to reach out. Right, everyone. So you have to reach out and touch folks to stay yeah. in touch. Right, right. Staying in touch. And so. The question folks ask us then is, okay, what do I say? And it occurs to me this cast should have been done five years ago. We never thought about it, but this is the kind of specific detail we should be giving people. We know we should have. And for those of you who have been waiting for this or who have been pausing before you reached out to stay in touch because you didn't know what to say, this cast is for you. And we get asked this question a lot. What do I say? Right. And in this cast, we're going to give you some examples so you know exactly what to say. And if you, if this doesn't answer your specific situation, come to the forums and Wendy or I will answer your specific question. So, you know, the forums are free. www.manager-tools.com forward slash forums. And we got three parts. Part one, what is, what to say when you call? Easy. Part two, what to say when you email? Easy. And number three, we got some other ways you can stay in touch as well. Great. Okay, so what to say when you call. Before we talk about that, we'll just remind folks what we said in our How to Build Your Network cast, right? Right. We said at a minimum, once a quarter, you're going to want to reach out and make contact with each of the people in your network, right? And, and don't leave it to chance, right? If you have... If you have Mark always talks about Outlook, he's an out, he's an Outlook fanatic. Right. We moved to a Mac and he's just yeah, going crazy because he doesn't it's have Outlook. Smalls. Okay. Yeah. I use OmniFocus for the same thing if you're on a Mac. That's what I use. But in Outlook, you use Control Shift K to create a task. Right. And then you hit Control G and you make it a, ta- a repeating a recur- task. Recurring task. Right. Yeah. And, and there you go. And once right. a quarter. Yeah. And let, let me, let me give some qualification to the once a quarter. We think once a quarter is a good, we, we want to use that as an idea. If you went once every four months, it wouldn't be the end okay. of the world. If you, and frankly, for some people, it ought to be once every two months, right? Once you get below once every two months, you're in the realm of talking to a person pretty regularly, probably right. within your circle of current and constant contacts. The point is not that everybody gets the same quarter, right? You, everybody goes, that happens on a quarter. Some are more frequent, some are less frequent. But when you're just starting out, if you want to put everybody at one, at once a quarter, you're fine, right? right. And, and really, if you want a, an analogy, guys, it, it's like rather than having a kettle in your uh, cupboard and having water at the, on the tap, you put the kettle under the water, you fill the kettle, and you put the kettle on the back burner and you put it on low. The reason you do that is if it needs to be to a boil, in other words, be useful to you, it won't take long if it's been on low to move it to the Mm. front burner and put it on high. If, however, you need a boiling kettle pretty quickly and your kettle is in the cupboard and your water is still in the tap and that water is cold and that burner is not hot yet, you're going to wait a while. You're going to absolutely wait a while. And what we're doing, we're not suggesting you're going to be buddies with everybody if you reach out to them once a quarter. You're simply avoiding the pot being completely cold. And some pots are going to go cold, folks. There are going to be times when you just can't maintain a relationship. You're going to reach out a bunch of times and people aren't going to reach out back. And that's okay. It's fine. Those people don't want to be close to you. They'll regret it if they need something from you two years in the future and they've let the trail go cold. But rather the point is, 
we simply don't want any of your relationships that might be of value that are uh, with good people who are professionals and so on. We don't want them to go completely cold because the times when you need a kettle to boil are the times when, unfortunately, you haven't prepared for it. And if you don't reach out to them once a quarter and just remind them that you know each other, and that, and I say once a quarter loosely per my earlier point, if you then need them, when you reach out to them, all you're doing is going from the back burner to the front burner. And people will say, sure, happy to help. Let me know how I can help. If you haven't talked to somebody in three years and then you say to them, gosh, I really need some help with my job yeah, search. I'm in yeah. trouble. You're just not going to get it. And those people write in to columnists and they tell their friends, oh, yeah, they say networks matter. I reached out to my network. Nothing happened. Yeah, nothing happened. You didn't have a network. Have a network. That wasn't right. a network. That was a bunch of pots and kettle. That's kettles and cupboards and water in the tap. And the network is what's warm on the back. That's front. good. I like that. Now that's the first time I've heard that. Now that's I, like I, I just realized that as we're doing this cast, I realized we're really talking about that intermediate state between knowing knowing a person but not having talked to them and needing yeah. something. Yeah, and it helps people it helps people get over the idea or resist this because they they know intuitively that reaching out once a quarter is not the same as having the kettle at a boil. Yeah. Right? And we're, we're not suggesting right. it is no, no. a boil. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a very good distinction. We're not suggesting we want your people at a boil ready to help you immediately. You don't have to have that. Right. Absolutely not. Hard to get there. Yeah. Okay, so we reach out once a quarter, loosely, once every two right. months, once every four months, whatever. Once, once a quarter, roughly. What do you say when you call? Let, let me suggest something first. Uh, uh, before I give a specific suggestion, and it's Wendy's suggestion, it's brilliant, Okay. If you're just starting out and you, folks, you're a little bit wary about doing this, I'm going to make it, we're going to make it a little bit easier for you. You can call somebody's office line after hours when you think you'll get their voicemail. Look, guys, it doesn't matter that you don't get them. It matters that you've reached out. Okay. Now, and there are some people who are listening and go, oh, that feels a little unethical. Guys, give it up. I mean, you can call me in the middle of the day. You could have called me in the middle of the day. Mike and I were the client today until we just we just now got to our final destination. And you could have called me 10 times during the middle of the day, and you would have gotten my voicemail every darn time. Now, you might say, well, I was intending to get you. Well, but you got my voicemail. And frankly, I got to tell you, if you call me at 8 o'clock at night, I might very well still be working if I'm traveling. Look at dude. Right? Like if I'm working and I'm I'm working my calendar and I'm I got I have a meeting scheduled with myself to work on strategy or to work on finance right, right, right. or whatever for an hour and you call the office, hey, hey, they, I there, there's only me. there's only a couple people that yeah. I pick up for. Uh, you, will you pick up for me? Yes, yeah, so you're one of oh, them. Okay, thank you. I feel so much better. Now. Yeah. So yeah. so you're going to get voicemail a lot. So the, you know yeah. the idea of this whole voicemail. idea. Yeah. In fact, people say, oh, you know, I don't want to let my phone go to voicemail. Are you nuts? That's what voicemail exists for, right? It's call screening. So what would you say on voicemail? You'd say something like, hey, Laura, this is Mark. Hope this finds you good. Hope you're doing well. I was in Dallas the other day, thought of you, and hope the move to, your move to Chicago went well. And the new job is excellent. Work fine, family fine, all good here. Best wishes. Enjoy your weekend. See you later, Mark. That's it. That sounds pretty simple. Yeah, it's easy. It's very breezy. It's very light. And in fact, the moment you start leaving the message, they should know you're going to be short. You're not going to say, hey, Laura, this is Mark. Love to talk to you when you get a minute. And then I'm thinking, wow, how long is this going to be? Mm. But if I say, hey, Laura, this is Mark. Hope this. Hope, hope you're good. I was in Dallas the other day. Thought about you. No urgency. Just love to say hi. Hope the move to Chicago went well. Works fan, fine. Everything's fine. Best wishes. Good. Hope you You know what I liked day. about it? I'll but, tell you. Because it's, it's so counter to many of the calls I get. Is you just said hello. You were thinking of them. You're in Dallas. Something reminded yeah. you of them, right? And you wish her good wishes. 
but you did not create a sense of obligation. Yeah. And oh, often, oh, 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 that's huge. The whole obligation thing, you're so right. You know what people do? They write us thank you notes. And at the bottom of the thank you note, a thank you note. They're thanking us for something we gave them for free. And at the bottom, they have a couple of questions. Creating an obligation for me in a thank you note. Right. Yeah. yeah. Not, cool. Not, not cool. Not cool. Totally not cool. Not cool. Yeah. So you're right. I don't intend to create an obligation. If I catch them, I say, hey, Laura, actually, I was thinking I'd get voicemails at 8 o'clock at night. I apologize. I just thought I'd call and say, hey, I'm in Dallas. I, I was flying through Dallas, and I thought about you guys moving from Dallas, Chicago. Hope things are going well. Even if we're not best friends, she's like, oh, no, thanks, Mark. It's nice. Now, some people don't do that and go, oh, yeah, the, the move went fine, wondering why I'm calling. So, well, hey, look, I just wanted to say, hope, hope things are going well. Things are good with me. Busy traveling and so on. And maybe they ask me a question. Maybe they don't. And I say, well, look, I know it's late. You're probably trying to get home. Just call and say, hey, hope you're doing well. See you later. Yeah. There you go. And the next one, when I call in three months, I've actually had a guy say, it's been about a, three or four months since you called. I said, yeah, I just reached out, touching base. He says, do you do this a lot? I said, yeah, with people I want to stay in touch with. I was like, really? I said, yeah. He said, oh, I get it. And I said, what? Get what? He says, you have like the biggest network I know of. I said, yeah. He says, is this how you do it? I said, yeah. He's like, no, really? And I said, yeah, that's how you do it. He said, well, why, why me? I said, you seem like a good guy to me. He says, we only worked together on this project for like four months. I said, yeah, but you're a good guy. Why not? Still in touch with that guy to this day. There you go. He's an EVP now. There, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Now look, you can go as far, literally guys, as saying, Look, I try to stay in touch with people. My system reminded me this morning. I hadn't talked to you in a while. I thought I'd just call and leave you a voicemail and say, hey. And, you know, no offense, but I have friends. Who re- I wish they'd reach out to me and say, hey, how's it going? Anything I do for you, let me know. Right? I like the phrase of, hey, anything I can do for you, just let me know. And in my line of work, in our line of work, people do ask for that. They like, yeah, they want help and so on. But when I was at Proctor or when I was in the Army, I mean, it was, this was much harder when we were in the Army because there weren't cell phones. But... You know, it, I, it didn't really make as much sense, but there were times, you know, hey, if there's anything I can do, let me know. And people say, well, actually, I remember, I'll never forget telling one guy, he was in Chicago, and I said, hey, I'm just reaching out to stay, stay in touch. I hope you're doing, if there's anything I can do, let me know. And he said, well, actually, there is something you can do. And I said, what? He said, well, didn't you have a daughter who had cancer? I said, oh, yeah, it's been a few years ago. He said, well, my mom has cancer. And he said, can you get a referral to MD Anderson Hospital? I said, sure, I can. I'll make a couple phone calls. I'll be right back to you. Call back five minutes later. The guy's in tears. Now, mm-hmm. it didn't take me but 10 minutes. Now, look, this is a smart guy. He could have called the main number at MD Anderson. But sometimes in pe- moments like that, people are a little bit, and I, I don't want to say I got lucky. I guess that's a terrible thing to say. But I said, sure, you need to call this guy at this number, and, and they'll get your mom in. Shouldn't be any problem. And if you need help with places to stay, I got some people I can call. And again, I think if you haven't listened to the, the, the cast we did on Building Your Network, you have to go listen to it because you, you need to understand Reaching out, it's not just get, get, get. You no, reach out with the idea give. of giving. Yeah, right? that's right. And, and you don't have to have a big reason with a capital R to stay in touch with somebody. And you can just say, hey, if you need anything, let me know. And I got to tell you, you go through life and you offer people and offer people and offer people. And nobody takes up you out. And then they take you up on it. And they feel like you've given a manna from heaven. Yeah. And you've done, you've made a couple of phone calls, perhaps. Yeah. It's that it's, simple. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's wonderful. Okay. So what if you don't get voicemail? Okay. First of all, folks, remember, you're not calling for any big reason, any complicated reason, and I know that concerns you, but make sure you give the person an out if they're busy. Call towards the end of the day when things are less likely to be tight for them, but still, they may be trying to get home to see their family on time, so you want to give them an opportunity. So it might be, hey, Stephen, Mark Horseman, I was just thinking about our work together at Proctor, thought I'd give you a call to check in. Uh, You got a minute? 
Now, I will tell you, when you say, God, a minute, people will probably say yes, but then they'll give you a tone of but because they're wondering whether or not you're asking for something. And in fact, that very statement, what happens next in this call is why so many of you are afraid to call. You think Stephen is going to say, Mark, I'm totally busy. I just can't talk. But really, guys, that response is no problem because you've reached out and they've said, I'm really busy. And I promise you, they feel a little bit guilty about snubbing you in that way. A very small bit of guilt, but they know they did. And you just say, dude, sorry to interrupt it. Totally no problem. Have a great day. I'll catch up. We'll catch them up another time. Now, boom, yeah. you reached out. They appreciated that you showed respect for their calendar and their issue, even if they made it up by saying they're really busy and you didn't say, well, actually, I really would love to talk to you. And by the way, actually, I'd really love to talk to you comes across as I need something from you. Right. Right. You can't, I can't imagine saying, actually, I really need to talk to you before I'm going to give them a thousand dollars cash or something, or I have, I have resources for you if you need them in any way, shape or form. You can't, right. that wouldn't make any sense. So, right. Yeah. Now, if you're worried about then calling again and interrupting again, then just, just follow up with an email. Email. Right? Dude, you just say, Steven, so sorry I interrupted you. Just wanted to check in, see how things are going over there. Anything I can do to help in any way, let me know. You have time for a beer, give me a shout. No worries. All best, Mark. Easy. Totally easy. That's your contact with Stephen, with Laura, and you could put Stephen or Laura back in, in the rotation for your next contact in three or four or five months. Now, look, folks, for those of you who are wondering, you can easily, after you do this for a couple of years and they don't respond and they, you don't get anything, it's easy to say, okay, enough is enough. This person's not interested in me. And that's great. All right, One of the things we talk about in the in network cast is stop trying to find the five people who can make you rich and only contact those five. Because I'll tell you, everybody else in the world hates you for ignoring them. Well, building your network, you're right. It's so folks, they try to get very precise. Yeah. A lot of precision rifle about shots. you know who are the five like the rifle shots, right? And what we're what we suggest again in that other cast about building your network is making reaching out as broad as possible, yep. right? Yep. Going broad. Yep. Okay, exactly. so so that's phone. Yeah. What about email? How do we approach email? Look, if you're staying in touch time isn't at a convenient time to make phone calls, you send emails. It's And dudes, I have to tell you, I love the email. Oh, man. Now, I'm more of a phone person than Mike is. You're yes, more right. of an email person. Yeah. But I love email just because it's asynchronous and I can do a lot of it very, very fast. It's also easier for me to do email. Uh, phone is hard work. Most people are kind of not working on the phone. I'm really working when I'm on the phone. I pay attention. I listen to how long. I hate it when people have uh, conference calls on mute and they forget they're on mute. And when they put it back off mute, they're not in the call. Right. I, I hate that. I mean, I'm in a call. I'm totally in a call. Yeah, I'm trying to do one thing at a time. And it's really hard to talk to like 500 people who you're trying to build, you know, build your relationship with. Um, on the phone at the same time. We're in email. You just, you know, just CC, <laughs> I CC everybody. Yeah, CC. Hey, just checking in. Hope you're well. There yeah. you go. Please send me back a note and tell okay. me you're fine. Folks. And make sure your name is in the mail so I know who you are. Right, folks, I'm, We're I'm joking. joking. I'm We're joking. joking. Okay. Yeah. Don't do okay. that. Okay. So look, it's better to alternate phone call and then maybe email and then phone call with the same person, unless you know their disc profile and they'd prefer a phone call, right? Rather than just going always emailing. So make sure your keep in touch time varies throughout the day. And by the way, hopefully, you know, control shift K, control G, we already set it to, to scheduling time to keep in touch. That's what you do. That's how you do it. Okay. Your first hurdle is what you're going to write in the subject box. You could absolutely write keeping in touch or reconnect. 
you don't need to think of something totally clever or interesting. If you get tried too hard to be clever or interesting, people are going to sense that, and then they're going to feel that it's inartful, which is to say inelegant and therefore somehow off. It's off-putting a little bit. I have to tell you, with people that I know, not not people that I've just met, but but uh, no, I take that back. When people who come to conferences take me up on my offer to stay in touch with me and to reach out on a regular basis, and it's amazing how few do, I write back, hey, dude, I just, my email to them when I'm staying in touch, hey, dude, and I say, Robert, hope you're doing well. Thinking about you last week. Hope Char- Spartanburg is doing good. Spartanburg is great. Uh, best wishes. Happy holidays, Mark. That's all. It's just that. So you don't have to put in reconnect. You said, hey, dude, or catching up or reaching out. Any of those kind of things are fine. Don't get too fancy. In the body of the email, what might you write? I could write, hey, Julia, if I knew Julia was more of a high I or high S. Hey, Julia. I realized today I hadn't been in touch in a while. Hope you're well. Last time we spoke, you were working on the X project. I trust that was successful. Things are good here. This is a new paragraph, folks. Things are good here. Working on a new route to market project, which is great fun. The kids are well. Looking forward to summer vacation. Regards, Mark. Now, look, one of the reasons we don't want to send out these emails is because we know that when we get these kind of emails, we feel obligated to answer questions. It feels like we have another thing to do during our busy day. So when you send the keep in touch emails, don't ask questions. Don't do it, dudes. It's bad. Okay. Yeah, no. So you didn't even ask. Yeah. How are you doing? You didn't say no. Nothing. No right. question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by reducing the burden on the other person, you make it more likely they'll reciprocate and keep in touch. And if I say, "Hope things are well. Send me a note. Let me know how you're doing." They, they might write back, "Doing good." And they know inherently that's not really answering the mail, but they feel obligated to do it. And now they have a negative emotion obligation associated with you reaching out to them. Not good. Yeah, my experience now, Mark, is that this is like the second worst mistake people make. The first mistake people make is, is they, not, don't, they don't reach out. Yeah, right? yeah. And the second one is just creating this obligation and yeah. asking a question. And call, it's just not a good way to go. Yeah. Uh, now, we know that some of you are not comfortable having these conversations and... I have two answers for you. One is, I totally understand. And and sometimes you have to do things that are uncomfortable to be effective. And so we're going to ask you to get out of your comfort zone. The other thing I want to say to you is, I don't understand it all. Or put differently, that's fine. You want to stay in your little comfort zone and be comfortable. Fine. Great. Good for you. Just don't complain to me about your career. Don't. I'm sorry. Your career is results and relationships. And if you're not willing to reach out and connect, the world is not going to be the path to your door because you're uncomfortable reaching out. Darn it, pull your head out of your butt, do it right, reach out. You know, I used to tell people, you can be picky in life as long as you're willing to work hard. If you're going to be picky, you have to work hard in order to earn the money to get the things that you want. You can be lazy in life if you want, and then you're not going to be able to be picky. Picky and lazy don't mix. By the same token, no relationships and high success don't mix. I know of no one who has ever done it. I Literally, there's no one. Mm. Everybody I know who's reached any level of success says, well, I know a lot of people and I, I rely on a lot of people and I trust a lot of people and they trust me. And so, guys, we know you're asking, we're asking you to do something uncomfortable. And the good side, of the, the nice side of me, the mic side of me says, we understand it's uncomfortable and come to the forums and ask us questions. And the dark side of me says, I don't care. Get uncomfortable. If you want to have a significant impact on the world, there are going to be times you're going to have to engage in stuff that's uncomfortable. It's that simple. I respect that you're going to be uncomfortable, but don't tell me you can't do it just because you're uncomfortable because discomfort is not a reason not to do something. Yeah. 
unfortunately. Yeah, the unfortunately, people, right? The, the people we, you, you have to work with, be actually dinner, people. You and I could be at dinner with our family now, right? And we're not. We're, we're not, recording right? a podcast at 6 o'clock at night when, we, when everybody else is waiting to go to dinner. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so phone, email. Other ways to keep in touch? Oh, yeah, a bunch. Go to industry events. I know people who go to industry events. I'll give you an example. I'll give you not really an industry event, but sort of. Going to the community, the consumer electronics show, or going to for years, going to the Apple sh- Apple show, or, or or going to some trade show, or even a boat show, and and they or, literally go and they map out where they're going to go to the booths. I'm like, dude, who are you going to meet there? Well, the boat show is probably a bad example. I've never been to a boat show, but but who are you going to meet there? Well, I don't know. Well, who else is going? Well, I don't know. Oh, have you sent out an email to some of your friends? Hey, by the way, I'll be at the I'll be at the big industry gig next month. Anybody going? Right, yeah. three or four people are going to write back, and if they're in your list, why wouldn't you go? Say, well, a lot of them you can you can get a list of everybody who's going to attend, and you might Dude. you might want to look at that list and yeah. decide yeah. who's important to meet. Yeah. Now, okay. By the way, by the way, we've done a podcast on this. If, you, yeah. if you're interested in going, if you're going to an industry conference, go to our website, get the con- get the podcast yeah. on this and something else. Cr- teams that are across the organization. I don't know why people don't want to work on cross organizational teams. Huge opportunity, guys. And if you're on a cross-organizational team, everybody on that team you ought to be staying in touch with for a year. Even if you're a technical person, the marketing person, who probably drives you nuts and you think dresses funny and talks funny and maybe talks like me sometimes, and stay in touch with them. Because sooner or later, you're going to want budget or they're going to need something and you're going to get a chip in the game and you want that. Look, visiting another site or a city where your contacts work or live. If Again, if I'm in New York and, and I'm not going to see Credit Suisse, but I'm seeing another client, I can still reach out to Mark Granger. I say, hey, Mark, I'm in New York. I was thinking of you. Hope things are going well. Right? No problem at all. Right? Yeah, even if you didn't want to build your network because Mark is a great guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, promotion announcements. Six people, success announcements. Write a note back. Reach out to them. Say, hey, congratulations. If you get news about something somebody's working on, right? I, I mean, I have a bunch of friends in Silicon Valley, and there's always PR stuff coming out. And I, I send a note and say, hey, saw this from a company. Is that you? And they say, no, no, it's one of my coworkers. Oh, sounds like things are good. He says, yeah, right. it's going but good somebody, here. But if somebody delivered a successful project or got promoted, uh, oh, my God. Dude, just, heard the good news. Well yes, done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. It's not kissing up. It's just. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's a whole thing. There's a whole, this whole it's an economy of mistrust that I can't pat you on the back. Yeah, what is that? I mean, I'll tell you guys, I know many of you wouldn't want to talk the way I do, and that's okay. I respect that. But I have to tell you, I don't have any problem. My, my, my good friend John Hoffman, for instance, has been very successful. He's the CEO right now of a firm. He's my roommate at West Point. And if I read in the newspaper or, you know, in the, the Mercury News or something like that, San Jose, that, that his company had had a big success, I might very well put in the subject line, dude, with like 10 U's. He would know it was from me. Yeah, sure he would. And, yeah. and he would know what I was writing about. And I said, Hoff, great news. Congratulations to you guys. Well done. You don't have to make it so perfectly formal and correct. And guys, when you send notes to me, you don't have to make them perfectly formal and correct. If you're reaching out to me, you could say, hey, dude, or hi, dude, it's fine with me. Now, if I know you're not that way, I might still do that because that's what I would say to you if I was in the audience right after you got a big award. And I think all of you would see it as a pat on the back, right? So it, w- whether, whether you just know me through the podcast or we're friends. So, yeah. Don't discount getting in contact when you need something because you haven't been in touch for a while, okay? Yes, it's much harder to get what you need from a relationship you allow to go cold, but but 
Favors are not built on top of relationships. Relationships are built on top of favors. Okay, so yes, you want to have a relationship. Yes, you want that kettle on the back burner. And there are times when it's okay to reach out. And if if you could reach out and we could help, if somebody can help, they'll be happy to. We recommend you be of the mindset that you are ready to help as well. Didn't Cialdini talk about that in his book about about asking a small reciprocity reciprocity and asking a small favor of somebody as part of building a relationship? Yeah. Yeah. Here's a way you could do it. So be upfront, right? Hey, Carol, I've been lax in keeping in touch. I apologize for that. Nevertheless, I felt like I wanted to ask. I'm wrestling with a tricky problem around bundling pricing. And I remembered you were able to fix a similar problem very easily when we came across it at mobile. Would you be free Friday afternoon for 10 minutes? I just want to ask you three or four questions. I understand if you're busy. Everything's good here. I hope it is there with you. I regret not keeping in touch more. It will be endeavor. I'll do my best to stay in touch better in the future. Have a great week, Mark. I got to tell you, I, I send yeah. those notes all the time when I've let myself get lax on staying in touch. And sometimes they say no, sometimes they don't respond, and sometimes they do. And if I send four or five of them, at least one of them is going to respond. Yep. And if they can't answer, they can put me in touch with somebody who does. There you go. That's it. And guys, it's not hard. We've given you some examples of what to say when you call, what to say when you email, and other ways to stay in touch. Basically, we want to remove any barrier you possibly have. And if you're one of those people who said to yourself, I don't know what to say, now you know what to say. And I know some of you are going to say, well, I didn't like what you said. Okay. You, you keep building barriers for yourself and we'll let somebody else take the job that you want at some point. If you want to do it anonymously, come to the forums, ask us about it. Wendy or I will be happy. We'll be there. We'll answer your question. We want to remove the barriers. We believe a great network is one of the essential building blocks of success in your career. Nobody talks about this but us. Nobody hammers this point home repeatedly other than us. However uncomfortable making these calls or sending these emails is, we urge you to do it. Uh, People will be far more responsive than you think, and you'll end up being far more successful. Awesome. Awesome, dude. Thanks, my friend. You bet, buddy. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long.